Tips from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children have led to charges against the Lafayette man. I think as we get into the overnight hours, uh, we're probably going to see a few more snow showers develop. There's a little disturbance here in Missouri. He was arrested on a warrant for dealing cocaine at Worley's Inn on South 3rd Street, Logansport. He's the Democratic candidate running for state representative and district. Initially, Judge Steve Myers sentenced Stephen Burns to 70 years behind bars. But before he left the courtroom, the sentence was even longer. Oh, oh, you heard that. Yeah, that means it's another episode of Live from the 765. What is up, motherfuckers? Sorry, I cussed right right there at the beginning. Um, we got a lot of good stuff uh, to talk about, and you hear that? Is that a little bit of, little bit of water or a little bit of daddy's naughty juice? <laughs> it's water. It's water. Let's get into it. Also, um, I lied. I cussed like at the first five minutes of this, and then I also lied too because that is a little bit of daddy's naughty juice or, or angry juice, depending on what, what you want. Um, this episode, I don't know if they know that they're brought to you or this episode is brought to you by them, but this play or this is called Blake's Hard Cider Company. This is called El Chavo Mingo y Habinero. Um, it is six and a half percent alcohol. Shout out to Megan for getting me this. Mango and habanero. It's spicy, bold and sweet with a little heat. Cider with a story. Isn't that so beautiful? Um, We did something very Christmassy and traditional and very like, you know, family tradition, like new family tradition. We brought the kids into our living room and we drank with Santa Claus hats on. So I did, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we actually went to McCord's and did the candy cane tour. Um, okay, so I've always heard of McCord's. I've always heard of the candy cane tour and you can make your own candy cane and blah, 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 blah. Um, but we actually went and it's $5 a person. Uh, I took some notes for everybody. Um, so there's only five places in the United States that still make their candy canes like this. One including Disney. And uh, Disney like does it in like a controlled environment. McCord is like, we can't afford that shit, so we're just going to do it up in our attic. Uh, <laughs> so it's pretty cool, but um, McCord's actually made 20,000 candy canes last year. Um, they use sugar, water, and a secret ingredient, which is peppermint. Um, each batch that they make makes about 85 candy canes total. And they make it in a 108-year-old stove, which is pretty cool. Um, like I said, they're only the one of the only candy stores to still make the candy canes in this process. Um, so you go, you see them make it. Um, they they do it uh, the tours at every hour on the hour. Um, so we went to the noon. Um, Accords is open as well during this time. So people were there like eating lunch at noon and then going, you know, doing their little candy canes at um, uh, one or two or whatever. Um, but really, really cool uh, process. So I do suggest that, um, that everybody do that and look it up. If you have any questions, let me know. Um, I'm going to put up um, some pictures on the Instagram page for the podcast. And let's get into other stories. Ah, let's get into it, kids. I'm going to just be taking shots throughout. Like, okay, 
for every crazy story that I read, I take a shot. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, start out. I'm gonna start out with a shot already because this this story um, is really good and really classic, but also makes no sense whatsoever. So we'll go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this is a good year. Uh, Rorman Field at Purdue's Ross Aid Stadium debuts in 2020. The $15 million gift is the largest donation given to the school's athletic department. First off, everybody gets a brand new hamster when Purdue plays next year because it is Bob Rorman sponsoring this thing. I'm sorry that I made the joke. Um, you understand if you know if you know the history. Which, by the way, where did that come from? Literally everyone knows that in Lafayette. Like, I thought it was just, like, a Harrison joke, like, hey, ha-ha. But, like, people at work were talking about it, and I'm like, you definitely are, like, 15 years um, older than me. And they knew about it. Like, everybody was joking about it. Like, it's a real thing. So, um, I mean, clearly it was a real thing. I don't know. I'm not going to mention what it was. If you want to know, message me privately. I'll tell you all about it. Let's just say um, it sounds like it might have hurt a little bit. And, um, anyways, the whole process began several months ago, but it was meeting in October homecoming weekend to be precise is when nearly every member of Bob Rorman's family met with Purdue athletic director, Mike Babinski and his group, <clears throat> Bob Rorman, whose car dealership empire. Okay, guys, really empire began in Lafayette more than 50 years ago. J.R. Rorman, Bob's son was in attendance. Tim house. Uh, I don't really care who was in there. It was 90 minutes. Let's just say this. Bob Rorman was like, Bob Rorman's group was like, hey, we're going to give you $15 million. And in return, we want to be the name of the new, of the stadium now. And Purdue was just like, you know what? Money talks. We'll do it. So fun fact, everybody gets a hamster and, you know, let's give it luck to Purdue. Hopefully they do better next year than what they did this year, even though everybody was injured this year and we still did, I mean, mediocre. Anyways, uh, speaking of Purdue, uh, Purdue basketball, uh, today is Sunday. That means they're playing today. They're playing Minnesota, I believe. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's that's not right. That's No, they played like an hour. Okay, cool. Um, but they did also beat Virginia. Now, I've seen two different things that Virginia, I've seen like three different things. They were saying Virginia was number five in the nation, number three in the nation. And then I just saw that it was over number two, Virginia. So I, I don't really understand, but I do know this Purdue whoop that ace when they played uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, it was amazing. They, uh, they played literally just down to the minute defense and that was the reason that they won that game during a 29 point romp is what they called it on journal and courier a romp so <laughs> i definitely would not have described it like that but um oh my gosh they were they were just they were killing it harms um i mean obviously he's killing it all the time but um the boilermakers won over the defending national champions, Virginia, in the last two seasons by a combined 55 points. So that's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. And we did it without Carson. So figure that out. Um, 
Ugh, Lord, I don't know if I should drink on this one or not. This one's pretty crazy, too. But um, woman accused of leaving children at a trampoline park returns to punch manager who reported it. It's like, how dare you? How dare you report that I left my kids? Says the Lafayette woman is facing multiple felony charges after after an incident at an indoor trampoline park. Prosecutors said Divian, Divian, Divian Stewart left her children ages five and one unattended at Get Air Trampoline Park for half an hour. So the manager called the police. Then they said that they... Uh, she came back to the trampoline park and then started to, here it is, uh, punch the manager in the face. The manager said the woman came up to her at the front desk and said, thanks for calling CPS, or sorry, thanks for calling CPS, and then fractured bones, bones in the manager's nose. The manager claimed that everything went black in the police documents once she was struck. Stewart now faces charges of neglect of a dependent and battery resulting in serious bodily injury. Here's the best part. She was arrested during a traffic stop two days later and got further charges of resisting arrest and intimidation. So that's always fun. I mean, um, I've thought about leaving my kids. You know, I've been thinking about it. But I love them too much. You know what I'm saying? And they would, I mean, they'd call me and be like, hey, can you come get your oldest daughter? Because she won't shut up. I'm just like, yeah, she's just like her daddy. She's just like her daddy. Anyway, I definitely wouldn't have punched the manager in the face or the police. That's okay. Not a big deal. So um, this picture is, uh, (laughs) um, let's just say this. This guy looks like he got charged for what I'm about to read to you. Deputies from Carroll County Sheriff's Department, of course, Carroll County, (laughs) say they busted an indoor marijuana growing operation after pulling over a suspicious driver. Now, this was in Camden, and I do want to point out as well, they've changed this story since then. It was not an indoor marijuana uh, growing operation. He had a spice operation going. So now everybody that's listening to this goes, oh, I get it now, because... This dude does not look like he has an operation growing of marijuana. It looks like he's growing spice. Like, it looks like half of... Like, he looks just straight ripped off of synthetic. You know what I mean? He looks like he probably thinks there's a demon in that room telling him to smile for this picture. Actually, he looks like he's been beaten up, which he probably was. And he's probably got a big old... Big old batch of meth in his bathtub, too. But they just didn't find it. But, um... So they received this call on Tuesday morning of an alleged impaired driver who was driving erratically. He was driving on County County Road 775 North near County Road 300 East. It was 24-year-old Brandon Rommel. And so then they... um, Deputies received more information that a domestic altercation may have happened earlier at his home. Following up to be certain no other parties were involved, then they went in and found out that he had all of these... Um, pounds of alleged spice and other drug paraphernalia because nothing better, there's nothing better than doing uh, smoking spice out of a bong. Am I right, fellas? Everybody loves a, uh, a good old um, spice bowl to the face uh, on their Saturday afternoon. Anyway, he's in jail. Um, oh, Lord. This one, this one calls for a shot. Um, this one goes out to bow-legged women. 
You ever drink that liquor and makes you turn into a cat? <laughs> you take a shot and you go. <laughs> that was that. Anyways, a 13-year-old shot another kid in the face. A 13-year-old shot a 13-year-old in the face. Um, it says here that uh, Tuesday, let's see, Frankfurt police said in a news release posted on the department's Facebook page that another 13-year-old was, order, was ordered detained pending formal charges. Three teens were hanging out inside a house in the 900 block of North John Street when one of the teens brought out a firearm from a, bed, from a bedroom. One of the teens pulled the trigger of the firearm, and the 13-year-old boy was wounded in the lower face. Um, number one, lock up your guns so that your, you know, young children don't get in there. Put a gun lock on your pistol. Put a gun lock, put your pistol in a safe and lock it and take the keys with you or hide the keys from your kids. Usually pretty responsible, if you ask me. Uh, I get it, mistakes happen, but anyway, um, rest in health to that dude. Um, you know, we've been following the crazy-ass Ukrainian dwarf girl who's not really a child and tried to kill the people that adopted her, and um, it sounds like a crazy acid trip, but this is all true. But um, the Tippecanoe Superior Court Judge Steve Meyer issued subpoenas to several people and organizations involved in the Barnett child neglect case that captured worldwide attention. Attention. Um, he freaking subpoenaed, um, the dude from, uh, the dude from Inside Edition, like the guy who was on Inside Edition, he's like, yeah, you need to come to Lafayette because you have more information than I do. Um, and you know, they were on a gag order. I believe they're still on the gag order, but now like, I don't know. It's like the, it's, it's a real confusing story, but, um, I will continue on, um, with this case. I'm going to continue following it. So don't worry about that. Uh, I did just want to let everybody know, um, that <laughs> there's like going to be a lot of important people in Lafayette as far as inside edition is concerned. So that's interesting. Um, if you're wondering why the little target on campus hasn't opened, because I know I do, because my wife bothers me about it at least once every uh, hour of the day. Um, so the apartment complex was scheduled for completion by the beginning of this school year. Crews are still working. Um, they are hoping to get to get tenants moved into the apartment over the winter break. Uh, so they're about four months behind schedule. Uh, but they're saying that in the spring of 2020, you should have a target on campus. White girls, I'm talking to you. Um, so that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. Um, you know, they're just kind of delayed right now. So just leave them alone. They're doing their best. Leave them alone. Uh, this just recently happened as in like over the weekend of this weekend. Um, man dies, what they say, a traumatic death in Lafayette homicide. So I'm like, ooh, traumatic death. What's that mean? The coroner found 54. Dear God. 54 sharp force injuries on a male victim involved in a homicide investigation. Lafayette police are investigating what they call a suspicious death in a house located on the 600 block of Alabama Street right next to the Tippecanoe County Public Library. Uh, the coroner said that the preliminary cause of death is multiple sharp force trauma, which is really a fancy word to say he got stabbed the shit out of. 
She said the gentleman endured a traumatic death. She rules the man was dead in a home for a couple of weeks. She found stab, stab wounds on his head, neck, chest, abdomen, and both of the victim's hands and feet. That, where my crime junkie's at, that sounds like a crime of passion. So I would say whoever killed him uh, did not kill him just because they were trying to get into the house. That sounds like uh, somebody was cheating on somebody or doing something. Dear God. Apparently, we're uh, we're in a winter weather advisory up until Tuesday. So if you're listening to, listening to this today or Monday, um, that's fun. Hopefully, we should have um, some snow coming our way. Uh, and then I didn't want to get into this story, and I thought I... Here it is, right here. Uh, hold on just one second. Let me get this. Hoo-da, honda, 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 honda. Uh, did I skip it? I might have skipped it. Alrighty. I guess I skipped it. Um, it's about the fire, that, that the Fowler House fire... Um, they're ruling that a homicide as well. Um, I guess the two people went over to that guy's house. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. Two men have been arrested on preliminary charges of murder and arson in a deadly Fowler house fire investigation. Dwayne Muse, 42, of Fowler, and Rhett Martin, 43, of Fowler, being held in the Benton County Jail. They're accused of killing 60-year-old Daniel Regal and then setting fire to his home. Um, they said that they shot that dude and then they burn his house down. So have fun in prison. That should be fun for you. And I hope they both get cellmates named Bubba and Bubba Jr. And you know what might happen to him from there. Uh, I, you know what? The biggest thing that we need to understand is um, a lot of, like, it, it maybe not, you can't avoid crime. Crime will always be around, but you can strap up, okay? And so that's my new campaign for Life from the 765. Any of these scary stories, there was just a guy that was um, down by Village Pantry downtown, and he was just sitting in his car. Someone just drove by his truck and shot him up. Like, shot, like, didn't hit him, but shot his truck up, like, five different places and then just drove off. That's scary to me. Okay, so the, the what we can do is we can strap the fuck up and get guns, and we can use that tool for a defense. Because I'd rather, uh, I'd rather have one and not need it than you know need it and not have one. You get what I'm saying? So I do suggest doing that. It's not a hard process. Just figure it out. Um, we got a lot of good things coming up. We got Christmas, Feliz Navidad. Um, so enjoy that. I'm going to continue doing some podcasts all the way up to Christmas. Maybe I'll even do a Christmas special. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll get a, a couple different fun people on here and we can discuss, um, the, you know, the conspiracies of Home Alone, which by the way, can we go through some Christmas movies right now that with major, major plot points? Um, number one, Home Alone. Okay, I think, I think that the mom told Kevin, like, oh yeah, say you hate your family again and maybe we won't show up. But I don't, I think she was wanting to leave Kevin before Kevin even said that he hated the family. Because everyone in that house hated, hates Kevin. 
So they were going to leave him regardless. I think maybe she just kind of like wanted to teach him a lesson before she left. So she's like, we'll say it again, even though I'm leaving your little ass anyways. And then like, how do you forget your kid and you go all the way to the airport, you get on the plane, you don't check on your kids? You don't go, hey, where's Kevin? In, in any aspect, you're not checking. Okay, I get it. What about if he was in a separate van? But then you get to the airport, uh, you don't look for your son at the airport. You're like, oh, I got, I bought five tickets. I only have four of my people. It's fine. Kevin must be in the bathroom. Kevin must be at Starbucks. Kevin must be at one of those expensive restaurants um, there that you pay like $18 for a mimosa because the airport can do that. No. Kevin's at home asleep, and you're a horrible, shitty parent. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. (sighs) Hold on. I'm getting on a rant. And then the worst part is, the worst part is, is that the police department, they don't care about Kevin either. The one police officer goes over, knocks on the door. Oh, the house looks secure. Everything's okay. Do you not hear what what the mom said? There's an eight-year-old boy all alone. Check up on the door. Break down the door at that point. I don't care. Break it down. I don't care. Check on my kid. Either way, she has to ruin the whole family vacation by being like, hey, have fun in Paris. I'm going to dro- I'm gonna try to get back home. But every flight is, you know, booked until she runs into John Candy. And can we talk about the, um, about the uh, bandits, the wet bandits? If I'm going into a house and it looks like they're, you know, where Kevin like does the house party and it looks like there's like a house party there and then Kevin's in the house and he's like, dad, can you come and help me? And like all that stuff. I'm just going to go to another house. There's like 50 houses on that street. Go to another one. Their house wasn't the nicest house. There's other houses that are just as nice. And they were getting jewelry and all that shit at those other houses. Why, why keep going to Kevin's house? Oh, the silver tuna tonight. No, there's no tuna there. There's just Kevin. Leave Kevin alone, okay? And there's a tarantula as well. I'll tell you this. A tarantula in a house, I ain't going. I ain't gonna, I'm not going anyways. I will find another house. I'll go to another house. Hell, I'll, I, won't, I won't even go out. I won't even try to steal nothing. At that point, I'd be like, I'm fine. I'm just gonna sleep in the van for a couple nights. And then we'll figure it out later. So that's one movie. If anybody has ever seen I'll Be Home for Christmas, which is one of the best, it's on Disney+, Plus. Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jessica Biel are in it, and what happens is Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like, doesn't go home, his mom died, he's out in California in high school, uh, like a private school, I don't know why, because he lives in New York, figure that out, Um, but he, like, He's like dating Jessica Biel, and she's like, let's go home. I want to go home. And he's like, no, nah, let's go to Mexico because I can afford that. I'm 18. And uh, she's like, no, you're selfish. And he he's like, yeah, maybe I am selfish. Well, he calls his dad, and his dad's like, well, we'd really like you home. And he's like, well, I got to you know do all this stuff. And the dad's like, well, I think that you changed my ticket for home, and you changed it for Mexico. And he's like, no, I didn't. And he's like, well, we just really want you home. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas is like, mm, well, I'm going to check and see. And then the dad's like, well, what about if I give you a, the Porsche? Because they have like a 57 Porsche or something. And then the dad's like, or and then the son's like, oh, shit, I'll come home for a Porsche. Anybody's going to come home for a Porsche. 
But the the point is, is like, you're a shitty person. Why would you come home only if you get a Porsche? Your dad misses you. Your sister misses you. You have a new stepmom now. And he's like, eh, I don't like my new stepmom. Okay, dude, like, at, at, like rest in peace to your mom. But your dad's got to move on. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, he didn't have to. I get it. You could probably a little sour. But the point is, He's trying to get home, and then all of these things happen to him because he, like, gets screwed over by these guys. He's like a con man, but he's only 18. But either way, um, he doesn't get to go home forever and forever, and then he finally makes it home, and then he learns, wow, I really am a shitty person because I tried to go home only because of a Porsche, not because I love my family. And then he realizes he's a piece of shit. But here's the best part. Half the time, he goes all the way across America on a car, like with cars, and he like finds rides and all this. But there's a point where he sees his girlfriend twice, and he's not able to get her attention. It's the most bizarre thing in the world. And then finally, he sees her on TV, and he finally gets to meet her. And then she's like really mad that he is leaving to go get a Porsche. It's the dumbest movie, but also the most classic movie. I feel like all of these um, classic Christmas movies have huge plot points. But, I mean, I get it. It's a movie. But it just pisses me off because that doesn't even make sense. If If you saw your girlfriend three times and you've only talked to her one of the three times that you've seen her, there's an issue. Wave your arms. Throw a rock. Uh, I don't know. Like, there were no, there were no cell phones. I get it. But, like, I don't know, throw a drink at her. Throw, get a burger from McDonald's and throw it at her face. She's right there. She's in the other car. They literally pass each other on the interstate, and he's like, he goes, so close, but yet so far. What do you mean? Pull over. Get up in front of her. Pull her over. He, and, and the worst part is, he's fo- like, he's following a police officer. So, like, she definitely would have been like, oh, what, what's going on over here? But she doesn't look. Probably because she's married to Justin Timberlake, she could care less about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Let's be real. Anyway, um, that's my review of Christmas movies. They piss me off. But um, I do want everybody to get in the Christmas spirit. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, we can enjoy some snow and uh, put whiskey in your eggnog. I'm telling you, it's a life changer. Wake up, drink some mimosas and eggnog and whiskey. Uh, happy early Christmas. I'm sure I'll do another one. I love you guys. Goodbye. In 1999, J.L. Anderson Heating and Cooling began serving the greater Lafayette, Indiana community. And since that first year, they've grown into a company that has much to offer to homeowners and business owners alike. Their exceptional staff and high-quality product line allows them to provide the finest HVAC service and installation to all of their clients. Over the years, they've served thousands of customers, both commercial and residential. Call J.L. Anderson Heating and Cooling today.